Today's Issues continues on AFR. Welcome back to Today's Issues. Alex McFarland here with Ray Pritchard, uh, Chris Woodward, and uh, Steve Jordahl that we'll bring up in just a moment. Hey, I want to say this before we uh, get into the news, that the Truth for a New Generation conference is coming up in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, October 15 through 17. I was on the radio earlier this morning with Sandy Rios. She's one of our keynote speakers along with... Bishop E.W. Jackson, Dr. Frank Turek, and more. It's all about biblical worldview. It's a Christian response to critical race theory and the woke movement. It's for all ages, October 15 through 17, Myrtle Beach. Also, sessions on how to reach and retain young people. And your churches need this, folks. You will not be disappointed. Go to my website, alexmcfarland.com, for complete information. Plus, um, I'm going to be in Paris, Tennessee tomorrow night speaking for a pregnancy care fundraising event. And uh, anyway, my touring schedule is on there and TNG, Truth for New Generation Info, alexmcfarland.com. But uh, uh, Chris and Ray, I want to tell you, for years I've known and appreciated the wisdom and the insights of Steve Jordahl. So, Steve, <laughs> it's good to have you on today's issues. Thank you. And for Chris, I'll say, yes, I agree. Huh. Good morning. Yes. Afternoon. Oh, if you're because on the East Coast. Chris is not on. Yes. Uh, Chris has stepped away. But uh, Ray, don't we appreciate Steve Jordahl? <laughs> oh, Steve, Steve rocks. Why don't we, we talk more you, about Steve. that? That's what. That's our first topic today. How wonderful is Steve Jordahl? <laughs> yes. Um, we're we're getting your your intelligence by osmosis. Uh, we we have come Sorry to the that. oracle of Jordahl to seek enlightenment. <laughs> All right, hey guys, I'm a little upset today, and I got to tell you. Um, <laughs> you you think you're safe living in a country that has a robust First Amendment, and we do have a robust First Amendment. I want to play you two clips, and these are both concerning COVID and COVID restriction protests. The first clip is from New South Wales, Australia. What you're going to hear um, uh, is a mom being <clears throat> arrested for protesting the COVID lockdowns there. She's outside without a mask. She has her five-year-old child in hand. The police aren't having her, will say nothing about her, uh, won't stand, I'm sorry, for her protesting outside peacefully, just standing with a sign, and they arrest her. Listen to this. Excuse me, she has her son with her, and she's done nothing wrong. Uh, so taking their, the, that mom away from her five-year-old child. And we say, well, thank goodness it's not here. Well, last night, <clears throat> excuse me, in Clark County, Nevada, the Clark County uh, Board of uh, County Commission declared it, uh, it passed a resolution that said that COVID misinformation is causing a public health crisis. Therefore, you are not allowed to speak mistakes or it, misinformation about COVID let alone let's just not even talk about the fact that nobody knows what correct information is these days correct so well, then dr fauci is a lawbreaker well because he might be in in, <laughs> in clark county nevada so they had so there was people protesting at this me meeting including a gentleman named mac miller mac is a black man who was the uh, uh re republican candidate for lieutenant governor in um in clark in nevada now, we posted uh, on our interview, on our, on our Facebook page, or else we will, 
the mom and the child video. We're not going to post this one. I had to clean up the language in it uh, a lot. But I understand why he's upset. I wouldn't have used the same language. But listen to him. He's so... Uh, he's protesting. He goes to step in and, and try to mediate between security guards and a woman who is being forced out. And then listen to what happens. What is your name? What is your name? What is your name and your badge number? 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 I don't get shot lightly. Listen, I've been caught watching night with a wrist. If a security guard walking by they shoved this guy out of the meeting room and into one of those uh, portable or not portable but the the uh, small uh, metal detectors which fell over on top of him he was laying down on the ground hurt uh, most likely, mm-hmm. uh, they, they called an ambulance and everything. But this is in the United States. Mm-hmm. Free speech happened? is banned in yeah. Clark County, Nevada. It's coming to you too, folks. Let me tell you, the, the power that this, uh, the government is getting simply by saying, well, it's a health mm-hmm. crisis uh, is unconscionable. I know we've talked before, and I'm, I'm going to continue to press Abe Hamilton about w- what Fences should be and could be drawn around these uh, out-of-control administrators, whether they're governors, presidents, county boards of commission, school boards, simply because they call it a health crisis. It's, it's scary. It's terrifying, gentlemen. What has happened in Australia? I mean, we, we for a long time thought Australia was in a great example of a free market democracy, parliamentary democracy, uh, what has happened down there, Alex? It's hard to understand. They have gone to draconian lengths to to shut their own nation down and now to stifle all dissent. But it seems as if that is coming more and more here to our own nation as well. These are terrifying times. Well, they they, they really are. They they really are. And let me just say this, I, you know, I always kind of take the long view and I try to look at historical trends and things like that. Uh, we went off of the gold standard years ago. You know, that used to be for every dollar in circulation, uh, we had to uh, have a corresponding amount of gold that a dollar was actually worth a dollar. You know, now we talk about what the dollar is worth. Uh, by the way, one of the... Um, International ratings, Fitch, F-I-T-C-H, that um, they grade investments, and America was double A, with this uh, endless raising of the debt ceiling, and the dollar is worth less and less. Our, it is speculated that our credit rating as a nation on the international level is going to be downgraded further. In other words, our solvency and the amount of our GDP that just goes to pay the interest on the federal debt, our, our credit rating, our credit score as a country is going down. Well, just as we went off of the gold standard regarding the value of our money, we've gone off of the moral standard regarding our law, our fidelity to the Constitution. And so it is, like you say, Steve, you, you said you're, you're afraid for our country. We should be because we we have got to, if the good Lord will allow us, we have got to have a revival of our moral sensibilities, and we as individuals must live morally, 
and may God grant that our nation as a whole would would govern itself morally and truthfully. I love that example, Alex. Um, <clears throat> only uh, if every law in America had a grounding in natural law, which is what the founders intended, uh, yes. which is what, what your analogy would mean, that every law we pass has some kind of grounding in natural law, uh, God's law, moral law. Um, Ray, it, it just seems like we're, we're bounding away from that standard. And I think the... I used the word terrifying earlier. I was thinking this ties into something Abe was talking about in the, in, in our last segment that we were that people on the people in government now these top leaders they're justifying all this in the name of a national emergency. It's a pandemic. It's an emergency. So it doesn't really matter at that point what the Constitution says. You, we've got free speech in normal times, but now now in uh, what uh, out there in Nevada. Evidently, if you want to express a contrary opinion about COVID-19, about the vaccine treatments, you risk going to jail. And it's justified in the name of a national emergency. Well, if you go down that road, pretty soon the Constitution doesn't matter at all. You can just push it aside. Hey, it's an emergency. The government can do what it wants. Especially That's the, terrifying to Especially me. as, as uh, Democrats like to label everything a crisis. Yes. The, the mm, southern oh, yeah. border is a crisis. The, well, not yet, but it, it is. So COVID is a crisis. So our national debt, global warming is a crisis. If they call, call crisis on everything, then they can bring these kind of uh, draconian control measures in on them because it's a crisis. Uh, let me just say this, and I, I'm only speaking for Alex McFarland here, but I'm going to throw out <laughs> a radical idea. COVID is not a public health crisis. All right, let me just give you a for instance. Uh, more than 98% of people survive COVID. Uh, only 90% of people survive a heart attack. If, if COVID is a public health crisis, then heart disease, uh, mitochondrial failure, uh, is a worse, worse health crisis. But you've got to understand, by labeling something as a public health crisis, um, that seems, in the minds of many, to give people the uh, justification to push the Constitution aside and implement, uh, you know, draconian uh, measures that undermine our, our liberties. Um, folks, we've got to think, we've got to vote, we've got to influence others. If you're a Christian, we need to pray for this country. But um, COVID is a moment of political expediency for the, the Marxists. That's what it is. That's why it's being, uh, you know, massaged, spun, used like it is. All right. Uh, you guys didn't talk about the House uh, passing, raising the debt limit last hour, did you? Uh, a little bit, but not too much. Well, let me, let's, let, let's I got talk something to add to it. Uh, the okay. House, as you probably uh, said, uh, passed the continuing resolution to fund the government through December 3rd, and it raised uh, the debt ceiling uh, $20 trillion debt ceiling. What the, you didn't hear, now Republicans have been wanting to take things out of this bill. They don't think that certain spending items belong in this kind of a bill. Well, you can certainly have a good debate on those kind of things, but do it separately. Well, Tuesday, House Democrat leaders stripped $1 billion from this uh, bill that would have funded Israel's Iron Dome after a group of left-wing Democrats threatened to vote against the bill if they kept the funding for Israel in there. Mm -hmm. 
The Iron Dome is the system that protects Israel from Hamas, the uh, missile attacks, right? Yeah. So and every other so country. We're, we're, what? And every other any other country that wants to launch against them. That's exactly mm-hmm. right. I, so so now we're selling our number one Middle East ally down the river by by taking a billion dollars out to a, to a, to appease the left wing Democrats. So so Steve so the Iron Dome funding and by the way just this spring. I don't know if you, um, I I had this statistic that I got from um, a knowledgeable source in the Israeli government. The Iron Dome protected Jerusalem from 1,000 Hamas missiles this spring. Yeah. So, so the Iron Dome funding is is out of the bill, Steve. It is out of the bill now. They have promised Steny Hoyer, I believe it was, said we are going to bring it up in separate legislation uh, that they they intend to pass it, but they're bowing to their uh, left wing by saying you know, we're not going to put it in the spending bill. The left wing is going to fight it. The people that had like uh, it was uh, one of the one of the squad that when she first got to her office uh, in the Capitol. They showed a picture of a map of the of the Europe, and over on the right hand side where Israel would have been, the name Israel they had a they had a um, a sticky note up, and it said Palestine. Wouldn't yeah. even wouldn't even acknowledge the name Israel. Hey, let me encourage people. The next time you fly on an airplane, if on the seat back in front of you there's the little screen, right? And and I do a lot a lot of flying. All right, when the screen is on you and you can see your flight tracker, um, look at the globe, and see. Uh, I've yet to be on a plane where it says Israel. Really? Yeah. What does it uh, say? Uh, nothing. Uh, I mean, you've got all these things over there. You've got uh, Egypt, Saudi Arabia. You've got every Turkey, uh, Africa, every country there is. North America, the United States, Israel. They. And this is a whole other topic. Perhaps we'll get to talk about it someday. The rise of anti-Semitism, but Israel on the airplane flight maps. It doesn't acknowledge the nation of Israel. Wow. Wow. Didn't know that. Just not there. Just not there. We're living in a time, the one racism that is tolerated, in fact, subsidized by the left, is anti-Semitism. Yep. Indeed. So, uh, guys, Congress is continuing to try to work, and one of the things that they are intent, the Democrat uh, majority there's intent on bringing to the floor, in the House anyway, is a measure by California's, I'm sorry, it's not California, yeah, California Congresswoman Judy Chu, and it's called the Women's Health Protection Act. Basically, it will write uh, the right to abortion into law through all nine months of pregnancy. Well, I got to tell you, Representative, uh, Georgia Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene, one of the new crop of um, representatives that was I voted in on the heels of Donald Trump and, and kind of uh, had that populist type of an attitude, was having none of it. I want you to hear some of what she said on the House floor. Cut seven. I've introduced articles of impeachment on President Joe Biden. The reason why I've done so is for his disgraceful actions having to do with Afghanistan, abandoning Americans, arming and terrorist nation, the Taliban, which is treason, giving aid and comfort to our enemies. But also, I've also introduced articles of impeachment for the national security crisis created at our southern border, which today is actually being invaded. But heading into this week, perhaps the most evil and disgusting thing that is going to happen in this 117th Congress is the bill that's going to be introduced that makes it a federal law to allow abortion up until the day of birth. This wall says, in God we trust. And if that is the case, 
then this Congress will reject this evil bill and protect the innocent unborn. If this nation becomes a nation where we have such a federal law that can kill a baby up until the day of birth, then God will no longer provide protection in his grace over America. Thank you. I yield the remainder of my time. Wow. God bless you. Profound. Yeah. I mean, there's still some people that are... She seems like one of the prophets of old uh, Israel crying, uh, woe is is you, you know, God's judgment is coming. Um, I don't disagree with her. I do not disagree with her. Mm. How about some good news? Alex, you said several times this week already that the most fundamental principle is life itself. And if you won't defend life itself, we should be not. We shouldn't be surprised that there's every other kind of moral perversion that follows. So, wow. um, l- let me explain a little bit why morality matters. And Steve, uh, if you've got a story, this will be my last intrusion into your time. But back during the Clinton years, uh, I was speaking at a university. One of my first visits to a university campus as a speaker, and somebody said, "Well, who cares what Clinton does in the off hours? You know, what he does in his spare time is his business." And and An answer came to me, I think it was from the Lord. I said, look, uh, the closest human you have in your life is your spouse. And I said, if you'll backstab your your spouse, heaven help the rest of us. That's why a man's morality matters, Uh, whether it's life. I mean, if if you don't have the moral uh, sensibility to defend a helpless baby, I doubt you're going to have a lot of moral indignation regarding the nature of marriage and human sexuality and gender. That's why character matters. Character matters because if you'll betray your wife, you'd betray anybody. Uh, all My point is, without morality, we're going to have pandemonium, i.e. chaos. Steve, I yield the floor back to you. I agree 100%. I agree 100%. I think that's the goal. In fact, for for some of the left, they it it right it happens to be COVID, or it happens to be race, or it happens to be name the crisis. But the goal of all these things, in my view, from the far left, whether they say it or not, is chaos. They want to have this country descend into such a, a riotous place that they can come along with their socialist agenda and rescue everybody and everybody will welcome them in with open arms because we got well my goodness we have to stop the crime that the defunding of the police has, has happened didn't it won't occur to anybody that the people that are now in charge are the ones that defunded the police in the first place that's we're my well point. down that's, the road that's my Steve, point we're well down the road toward that yeah, right now i agree their agenda it has worked out uh, alas far better i suppose than anybody expected yeah all right, um, I've got two more stories. I, I, I want to get to this last one because it's, uh, it's, it's actually a pretty fun story. But I wanted to talk a little bit about this football team in Putnam County, Tennessee. Putnam County, Tennessee has a football team that was the Americans United for Separation of Church and State complained because some coaches were leading the team in prayer after the game. Well, and we'll have this story posted at our Facebook page, too. They got uh, slapped down by Americans United, and of course the, the school district decided not to fight it at all. And so they said no prayer after, after the game. Well, after the game, and you should see the picture, you will if you go to our Facebook page and look up the story, both teams decided to kneel in prayer. And the parents of these students walked out onto the field, held hands around these uh, men, young men, to uh, symbolically protect them as they prayed after the game. It's a wonderful sight. 
<coughs> Amen. Amen. And, and let me say school boards and school administrators and principals, they, they, they never stand up. I, they always roll over and play dead. Have you ever noticed that? If the seculars rattle their uh, First Amendment saber, which they use incorrectly, school, public school administrators always roll over and play dead. They just do. All right, we've been talking about uh, these COVID lockdowns and how bad it is in Australia, for example. Well, New Zealand is the same. New Zealand has part of their uh, their country on a level four lockdown, in which every um, every restaurant, even takeout, has been uh, has been shut down. Well, the police there, in going into New South Wales. <clears throat> saw a car come down the road, stop when they saw the policeman turn around and, and speed off. The policeman chased it. You know what they found in the trunk? What's that? They found <clears throat> uh, cash, a little cash, alongside empty ounce bags, large amounts of KFC takeaway, buckets what? of chicken. <laughs> buckets of chicken, a lot of coleslaw. Oh, no. Um, yeah, they uh, and and a whole lot, lot of other stuff you get it at. Uh, are are you saying KFC. there's a black there's a black market for KFC? Man, in New I tell you, well, they had a, they had <laughs> close to a hundred thousand dollars cash on them. So if they've been running this black market, let me tell you, it's a I, it's a lucrative I, deal. I, yeah, it, they might be able to take a buck or two off of me, but and they would get some KFC out of my car. Too, chicken coleslaw and a hundred grand, huh? Yeah, three buckets of chicken, several containers of coleslaw, and an undisclosed quantity of fries. That's what they're <laughs> smuggling into South New Zealand, uh, New Wales. Now, well, you've got to admit it is pretty irresistible. Yes, yes. Finger looking good. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, isn't it in Japan? Do you guys remember a story? Steve, help me out here. At Christmas in Japan, isn't KFC like you have to order it weeks in advance because everybody it's buys a, Kentucky? It's a delicacy, a Christmas delicacy in Japan. Yeah, apparently in Japan, like getting Kentucky Fried Chicken is like the thing, and it's like hugely. And uh, I remember it was in the in the news about two Christmases ago how if you don't get your KFC, you're out of luck, and people – put markup on it and they, there's fried chicken scalpers that's it it's a no, whole new no sushi for christmas it's fried chicken in japan okay yeah who knew yeah well i'm out of stories guys i'm not really there's a lot of stuff we could talk about but yeah well um let me, let me just encourage people to to pray for our country i know that might sound kind of pat and trite but um, we have some God-sized problems on our hands, don't we? Mm-hmm. Indeed. And uh, I don't know, Ray, I know you're a student of, of God's Word and, and history as well. Um, I've got, you know, Colossians says that in all things, Jesus Christ has the preeminence. I've got to believe there's going to be a revival coming. I mean, the darkness can't win. Do you, um, in, in the time of the American Revolution, there was the Great Awakening under Edwards. In the middle of the 19th century, there was the Great Awakening. Ray, do, do you think we might be at, on the cusp of a revival? Maybe? I actually have no doubt about it. I believe in these last days, there will be one final great movement of God before Jesus comes back. And so, folks who want to end by saying, don't be discouraged, be encouraged. And by the way, a special thanks to uh, Steve, Steve Jordahl, for being here this segment, Chris Pleasure. Woodward was here earlier, Abe Hamilton, and double special thanks to you, Alex McFarlane. Alex, thank you for being with us this week. It has been fun. 
God bless you all. It has been great. I'll be back at 3 p.m. Central for Exploring the Word. And uh, keep your radio and your mobile device tuned to all the great programming of the American Family Radio Network. See you.